Hello. Ahoy. Welcome to season two, episode 21. Yeah, Blackjack. <laughs> well done, you won. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> yeah, episode 21 of uh, season two. We're getting there. Four more. Of Bobby of the Stream. Yeah. <laughs> I'm four. Nick. I'm Adam, and we've got four more left to go in this season. Yeah. Before the uh, big end of season. We're going to say what we're going to do. Can do. Do you want to? Yeah, because we... have not even thought about this, so I'm just doing it on the fly. No, that's fine. Because we, we did announce it to, to our, our Patreons. Patreon. I never know. Is it Patreon or Patreon? Patreon. Patreon. Yes. Okay. We have released a few bonus episodes on our Patreon stream. <laughs> and we did some Oscar previews. We did. A couple of weeks ago. And we did announce that between season two and season three. Yeah. I.e. in about a month. Yeah. God. We will do a special show for a week. Yeah. And we are going to present to you the Botskas. <laughs> I love that name. So we are in the process of coming up with a load of categories. Yeah, they're not going to be the boring, standard, normal categories. No. Nope. There might be some of them. So, we'll, we'll come up with some f- funky ones as well. Yeah. And so anything that, any film that we have done a show on in yep. our first two series. Yep. So 50 films. Is eligible. So we'll come up with some categories. We'll get the nominations. We'll uh, make some awards. Give out some awards. Yeah. Let's get Ross to design us one. <laughs> Ross, if you're listening, please design us an award. Shall I quickly run through the socials? I, I don't know. Sure. If they were real, they shouldn't be awards. We should just give people a fish. Good call. Just like, here's a fish. Here's a fish. Yeah. Or like a well frozen done. one or a fresh one from oh, a fish market. Yeah, like, oh, I meant an actual fish from a fishmonger. So nice. it's like, you can't put it on your mantelpiece. No, not from just... the pet shop. Oh, no, no. <laughs> I, I meant a dead. <laughs> you could eat it. Eat your award. Here's your award. award. It's a fish. Get it. Stuffed like a pench or a perch or something. Yeah. I don't, I don't, what what I living don't, streams? I don't know fish. I don't know. <laughs> Pike. What are we talking about? I'm going to do the socials and then we'll get back on track. Yeah, stop carping on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Twitter. Follow us on Twitter, please. It's at BOTS underscore podcast. Instagram is the same, at BOTS underscore podcast. Facebook.com slash bottom of the stream. The website is www.bottomofthestream.com and the email address is bottomofthestream at gmail.com. Patreon. Nearly forgot Patreon again, even though we've only just been talking about it. <laughs> Patreon.com slash bottomofthestream where you can help support the show and give us a little bit of cash every month and we'll give you some extra tip bits and some merch and bits and bobs, extra bonus episodes. Like we said, we did an Oscars preview and recap. And yeah, $2 a month, the lowest one. Yep. $2, $5 or $10, please. Correct. Excellent. If you can't do that, yes, then please go on to Podchaser or yep. Apple Podcast Podcasts um, and drop us a review. Yeah, because it really helps. It really does help, and it's really nice to read them. Helps the old algorithms. Yeah, apparently so. Boost, us boosts up, us up the some of these tables. Yeah, gets more ears on the podcast. Exactly. That's what we need. We need to be more of you. We sounded quite professional then. I started off the sentence, and you finished it. It was it was like we were proper podcasters for a minute, though. Just for a minute. It won't last long. No. <laughs> have you got any Netflix news for me, Nick? Should I have? Nope. I feel like we discussed this, and I specifically said I don't have any Netflix news. <laughs> oh, yeah. I've the one who's got the Netflix <laughs> yeah, news. Yeah, I've got other stuff. Okay, I've got Netflix news. Yeah. Um, Adam, have right. you got any Netflix news? Yes, Nick, I have. Um, I just wanted to talk about the Oscars. Netflix got nominated for 24 Oscars. Yeah. It's more than any other movie studio. And came away with two. 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 So Laura Dern got Best Actress for Marriage Story. Yep. And they have the Best doc- Documentary. Okay. I think they won. Is that the first acting Oscar that a Netflix thing has ever got? Mm, don't know. Okay. You've asked me a question I'm not prepared for. <laughs> okay. 
I would say yes. I don't. I can't think of any others. Yeah, I think it might be. I think it might be. But twenty-four and two, the Irishman got snubbed completely. So it got ten nominations. Yeah, and a big fat zero, zero, which is not ones. the first time that has happened to Martin Scorsese. No, it's not. Academy don't seem to like him very much. Yeah, I've still not seen the Irishman, so I can't say if it's deserved its <laughs> snub or not. I will watch it at some point this year. That will be in my eyes. Same. I'll get there. That's the. I think that's the only Netflix news I had. To, I just wanted to mention the fact that they've got. 24 nominations. It's not a great awards. conversion rate, is it? No, it's not. <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> Do you think it is a snub by Hollywood? Or um, by the Academy? It's hard to look at it any other way. Yeah. But then they did get one of the really? biggest awards in there. But is it like a... I don't know. But the, the the people who vote for these awards are these actors and actresses, producers, yeah. who Netflix is helping out. So it shouldn't be, should it? It shouldn't. No, it shouldn't be. But it is something new. And they don't like change. Uh, yeah, exactly. They don't like it's, change. It's non, non-trad. Yeah. It's interesting. It'd be interesting to see how it changes over the next few years. Well, they're, you know, and they're already laden up for next award season. We've, we've mentioned it a couple of times. So uh, what's David Fincher's new film that's coming out? Mank. Yeah. Uh, and Ron Howard's got something in Netflix. I was reading it earlier. I, I can't remember what it is. <laughs> but, they, you know, they're doing the same for for next year. Yeah. You know, they've, they've got some big directors, traditionally award-winning directors. Favourite directors. And their next, next project's at Netflix, so... Interesting. Maybe it was just be a matter of time. Interesting indeed. Who knows? Hmm. Have you been watching anything at the top of the stream? I finished Next in Fashion. I would argue that's bottom of the stream TV. <laughs> but yeah. Because I've never heard of it. <laughs> okay, fine. But yeah, that's fine. Is it good? Yeah, it was good actually. Yeah. Yeah. Quite quite um Yeah, it was good. I mean, it was just a silly reality TV show, but yeah. it's like Project Runway, but on a bigger budget. Big budget project runway. Yeah, because and is it's it all bells and whistles. Oh, uh, well, both the hosts are British, but I presume so. Oh, right. Yeah. And all the contestants from all over the world, so it is properly, like, global. So And they pair, like, designers up from different countries. So, but yeah, I presume it's all done in the States. Excellent. Yeah, well, that's, so that was quite fun. And then uh, I watched a rom-com. Oh, of course you did. <laughs> yeah. And it was great. Oh, really? Yeah. And this is definitely top of the stream because I know when it came out a couple of months ago, it was all over my... Uh, profile and it is uh always be my maybe oh yeah i've heard of that so it stars ali wong and randall park ali wong yeah randall park you might know from some of the marvel films so he's like an agent he's in both the ant men um and men yeah (laughs) (laughs) and that's a plural of ant man ant man films okay pluralized films not men (laughs) it was great it was really good. Yeah. And it's probably got one of the best cameos in it since Bill Murray and Zombieland. Wow. Because that is the best cameo of all time. <laughs> and this is probably a, a, a second place to that. Who's, who's the Keanu cameo? Keanu Reeves. No way. Yeah. He cameos in everything these days. He's brilliant. Really? Yeah. Absolutely hilarious. Took his mum to the Oscars. I know. Bless him. Absolute legend. What a lovely mum. Oh, and that's the good thing about this cameo because he's, he's playing himself, but he's an absolute bastard. And he, Keanu Reeves is famous so for he's playing. playing Keanu Reeves? Yes. Oh, yeah. right. And obviously, he's famous for being very altruistic yeah. and a really nice guy. Just a nice guy. Yeah. Just a Hollywood nice guy. Yeah. I might have to check that out. I've it's heard f- good things about it. It's funny. It is funny. Excellent. Yeah. Quite a pleasant surprise, it was. Yeah. Cool. I will check that out. Go and check that out. What was it called? Uh, Always Be My Maybe. Excellent. I will check that out. Cool. I have watched an entire TV series again. Of course you have. <laughs> it was quite rainy over the weekend. It I was. Don't know if you noticed. It's been terrible. It's been. We had storm... Kiara? Yeah. Kiara? Kara? 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 Something like that. Some storm coming it is. Took four of my fence panels out. 
I know, my barbecue went for a walk. <laughs> so my I thought patio furniture's up against the fence. So I thought, screw this, I'm just going to binge Netflix for yeah. a bit because Lock and Key came out. Oh yeah, of course. Which is Joe Hill's latest yep. project. So Joe Hill is Stephen King's son, as I've probably mentioned hundreds of times before. He wrote these graphic novels, yep. or used to write these graphic novels called Lock and Key, and that's been Netflix have converted that into a TV series. It was actually there was actually three different pilots made, okay, three different streaming services. And Hulu turned this one down and Netflix brought it. And now it's become this huge success on Netflix. What did you think? Excellent. It's pretty much the next thing I'm going to watch. It should be the next thing you're going to watch. I'm going to make a statement that's going to get me at it. Big style. I think Lock and Key is the show that Stranger Things wants to be. Right, okay. It's that good. Oh, wow. It is that good. Yeah, it's brilliant. Good. Really, really, really good. Really fascinating story. Really enjoyed it. All the... It's mainly, mainly kids like stranger things <laughs> but it's really good no I, I knew that i'd be up your street but um yeah i'm definitely going to check that out because i have heard good things i did look to get the graphic novels but the complete set's like 95 pounds of course it is and that's not happening when I, mean, I don't even own the dark tower ones <laughs> because it's popular yeah exactly yeah so i haven't really had a chance to watch anything else so that's all i watched this week cool uh, i've just got a couple more things before we crack on and talk okay. about this movie so first i've got some admin from last week Okay. So we were talking about uh, the, quite frankly, deplorable film, <laughs> He's Out There. Yeah. And I got my blonde actresses confused. Oh, did you? <laughs> yeah. Because I stated that Yvonne Strahovski was in Battlestar Galactica. And she isn't? No. <laughs> that's, ah. that's Katie Sackhoff. Oh, of course it is. So I apologise if, any, if anyone spotted that. So yeah, that's We didn't my, get tweeted, so that's my nobody spotted it, I don't think. Yeah. And then the other thing I wanted to talk about yep. is an 80s legend. Okay. Rick Moranis. Proper legend. Yeah. Full-on 80s legend. And talking about that he may be making a bit of a comeback. Oh, really? Yeah. That's the rumour. For what? Well, what would you... What would you say? There's a few movies I'd associate Rick Moranis with. Yeah, you think about it, he was... He was in every pre- big 80s movie. Yeah, mid to late 80s. You could reel off hit after hit. Yeah. Go on, give me a couple. Ghostbusters probably is most famous. Yeah. Honey, I shrunk the kids. Honey, stop I... right there. Honey, I blew up the kid. I'll stop now. I'm glad you saw me because I couldn't think of any more. Parenthood. <laughs> yeah. I, I knew there was loads more. I just couldn't think Little of Shop of Horrors. Amazing film. Brilliant. So. I was just having a mental blank. <laughs> so you've stopped me at Honey, I shrunk the kids. I have. This excites me. Why have you stopped me there, Nick? Because, so according to a, a really good, so I'm going to give a shout out to a website. Okay. Um, Feel pa- free. Pajiba. Oh, yeah. And that's spelled P-A-J-I-B-A. Cool. And... So pajiba.com, they're, they're a really good um, source of pop culture news and also, also a lot of political stuff as well. All right. um, but really good website. And they had a story last week that there is a rumour that Rick Moranis is in negotiations to star in a reboot of Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. A reboot? Well, it says reboot, but then it describes the sort of logline for the film. Right. And it definitely sounds like a sequel. Now, the really interesting part about this is Rick Moranis sort of retired in the 90s. Yeah, 97, I think. Now, do you know why that is? Did his wife die? She did. He so left him with a young child? So his wife died of cancer in the 90s, and he retired to look after his kids, yeah. basically, to be a stay-at-home dad, which, you know, he sort of done a couple of interviews where he says I'm, i feel really privileged that i'm in a position that i'm able to do that Fair play. so what's really interesting about this uh reboot so apparently rick ranis is is in negotiations to come back as wayne Zelinsky. right j 
Josh Gad is in negotiations to play his grown-up son. Right. But the that the, sounds cool already. Yeah. So the logline or the uh, synopsis for the movie, which doesn't have a title, is basically that Wayne Zielinski has been tinkering in his attic for decades, struggling to deal with the grief of losing his wife to cancer. Oh wow! Yeah. Wow. So that's like <laughs> that's some heavy shit. Yeah, exactly. For for a honey, I shrunk them the the kids <laughs> three cool. And it says, when we first meet him, he's accidentally shrunk himself and is flying around on a drone. Uh, he's lost in a continuous tinkering and experimenting that often puts himself and his family in jeopardy. He, shut, he reveals he shut himself away to try and invent a solution to help shrink his wife's cancer, but found it hard to cope when he ran out of time. Whoa. <laughs> no. I was like, this is very high concept and highly emotional for a... No, well, it is a kid's movie, really. Yeah, they're both, yeah they are kid's movies. I mean, it sounds really interesting. Sounds like, like it's going to be Honey, I Shrunk Myself. Yeah. But like the parallels between his... Yeah, his real life and... I was like... Wow. Yeah. So keep your eye out for that because that I read that and I was like, that's really got me interested. Yeah, that sounds interesting. And I would probably cry all the way through. Yeah. <laughs> it's made me want to cry now. <laughs> so, But yeah, I, I just, that really stood out to me. Which is like, better, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids or Honey, I Blew Up the Kid? I'm going to say the... First one. I disagree. I've not honey, seen. Kid is amazing. I don't know if I've seen that anywhere near as much, so I'd probably have to go back and watch. I blew up the kid. Do it. Yeah. Watch both. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're good. They're both. They're very for good. their time. Yeah, the effects and the special effects were incredible. Yeah, I don't know how. I've not seen either of them for a long time. I no, don't know if they still hold up, but I'm, I'm sure my, they do. My kids would like them. Actually. Yeah, get your kids on it. Yeah. Okay. Good, good I'll come around when you get your kids on it. I'm coming around. Okay. Fine. Fine. I'll watch it with them. So right. yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll see how that Nothing develops. To do with Netflix, but it's quite an interesting yeah. bit of film news. I like it. We're branching out. Might end up on that other streaming service that we're <laughs> not supposed to talk about. <laughs> right, we're like fifteen minutes in. Shall we talk about the film? Yes, let's so do this it. It's going to be a long fucking night. <laughs> So this week we watched a film called The Endless. The Endless is a sci-fi from 2017. It is a 15. It times in at one hour and 51 minutes, currently rated at 6.5 out of 10 on IMDb. High figure. That is a high figure. One of our films, that's a high figure. Stars Aaron Moorhead as Aaron. Justin Benson as Justin. (laughs) Both of them have been in films before, but they kind of make films together. Yep. Because they both directed this film and the film was written by justin benson okay so it's it's kind of a two-man two-man team yep apparently they cast themselves in this film to keep the cost down on the budget Mm -hmm. because they didn't because there's more actors in this than they've ever acted they've ever employed before on any of their other films and it's the first film they've ever had to employ a casting director for okay which is interesting so i can't really tell you much about who they are because they only really work in their own films so i i believe this is their third film yeah it is their third film but they've never, never really worked with anybody else. That's no. what I'm trying to get at. They've never yeah. been in other films. So yeah, they're they're an interesting pair when you start reading up about them. So this film's a quasi-sequel to one of their earlier films. Uh, so I read an interview with them after I was, yeah, I'd watched I, the I've film. read a bit about them. And they, sta- they state out oh, this is a sequel. Really? Yeah. Straight in? Yeah. But it's not. Because, <laughs> because you, you, could, you can you, watch it on its own as a film. Yeah, and you could watch the other one and never watch this one. It doesn't matter. Yeah. The other one's called Resolution, I think. Yeah, and we'll come into where yeah, we'll they... Get, yeah, we'll get to that. Where they cross over, so to speak. <laughs> I'm really... I'm looking forward to talking about this one, but I'm really scared of it. 
Ah, me, me too. I, I think something, it'd be really interesting. There's something a, completely different to what we've done before. It is. There's a there's a lot going on, but it'd be good to talk through. Yeah. Can I say to start off with? Yeah. This, obviously, because we don't know how do we put things on our long list. It is basically, what's the picture look like? Yeah. Is the synopsis sound interesting? Have we ever read of it? Or terrible? Sometimes I don't even read the synopsis. Yeah. I'm just like, I've never heard of that. That's going on. That's going on. I I would say that this. When I chose the anomaly as my wild card a this few was weeks what you ago, were hoping for. this is the sort of thing <laughs> I was hoping I would get. Interesting. A bit more good. <laughs> I don't really want to give away good no. or not. But a bit more clever. Yeah. A bit more of a thinking. Bit thinker. of a mind muncher. Yeah. I've just made that term up, but I'm going to use okay, it. Okay, good. Um, do you have a one-word review? No, because that's two words. <laughs> the one two words if say. you want. No, I don't, I'm going to use one word. Okay. Loopy. Loopy. That is loopy in more ways than one. Yeah. I like how you make them double meaning sometimes. Okay, good. It entertains me. So this film starts with one of those, you get the quotes come up on the screen sometimes at the beginning of films from yes. like famous authors and stuff. I've got the quotes. Would you like me to read the quotes? Yes, please. Because the text was too small and I couldn't focus on it on my TV. <laughs> it was a lot of really small text. <laughs> so the first one is a HP Lovecraft quote. And it says, the oldest and strongest emotion of mankind is fear. And the oldest and strongest kind of fear is fear of the unknown. Oh, interesting. And then there's a, another quote from an unknown source that says, Friends tell each other how they feel with relative frequency. Siblings wait for a more convenient time like their deathbeds. Yeah. <laughs> Very good. I, I really like both of those quotes. And that second one really means something towards it by the end of the film. Yes, it does. So after that, we uh, cut straight into the film. Now, this is, a, this is probably the lowest budget film we've done this season. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Uh, maybe yeah. even lower than Murder Party was our lowest last season. I yeah. couldn't find the budget. I looked everywhere for it. I couldn't find it. But I'm pretty sure it's probably as low, if not lower, than Murder Party as well. Yeah, maybe. I, it's, it's, it wouldn't it might, be far above. It might be the lowest budget film we've ever done, is what I'm trying to say. But you would not know it from watching it. Yeah, <laughs> it's clever. It's really well made. So we start off right at the beginning of the film. There's a package arrive at somebody's door. And this guy opens the door. This is the first time we meet Aaron. And inside the package is a VHS cassette, like an old-fashioned video camera cassette. Yeah. And he he kind of finds a camera, or he goes to find a video player of some sort, and he watches a video, as you would do if somebody sent you a VHS through the post. Although that would be quite difficult these days, I think. <laughs> yeah. So I wouldn't have a... I've got a video player, but I'd have to reset up everything. I don't so do you think this is sent, set now? Um, it doesn't really matter. That's the unanswerable question. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't matter. And it's also possibly impossible to answer. Maybe. Go, going on by the storyline yeah. in the film. It might not be set any time ever. And the video is of a lady who is clearly at some sort of cult. Camp. Camp. And she's talking about an ascension. But when they go on their trip to the... Because it's like a suicide call. They think it's a suicide call. And she's saying when they go on their trip to the ascension, they will eventually come back. Yeah. So it's not like a one-way trip. Correct. We'll go and then we'll come back. So we get the idea that it's some sort of UFO death call. And we find out pretty much straight away in the film that these two guys escaped that when they were younger. Yeah, Justin and Aaron. Justin and Aaron. Our lead characters. Both. Brothers. Yes. They're brothers. They left this UFO death cult yeah. a number of years ago. Ten years ago. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to struggle all the way through this. No, it's fine. There's, we'll, we'll, there's so much to this film. We'll pick it up between we'll us. We'll pick it up and go between us. So... And they're essentially scraping out a living, literally working as cleaners, yeah. trying to make ends meet. They don't appear to be getting on as well as brothers uh, would do. Yeah, well, it's a... They have a bit of an argument and Aaron shaves a line in Justin's I, head. It's really funny. So there's a, <laughs> couple, really there's funny. a couple of bits in this film where it just 
it's really funny yeah. and that's one of them so Aaron's shaven just given Justin a haircut again yeah. you know trying to scrimp and save yeah. and they have a bit of a an argument but it's but yeah, it's kind of a friendly argument because Justin's going to a deprogramming class because yeah. which is what court survivors go yeah. to a, so basically in therapy forever apparently it's like a therapist yeah and uh yeah so they're, they're having a bit of a back and forth and Aaron just uh buzz cuts <laughs> right through the right middle, through of, the his middle of his head like in jackass or something <laughs> It was really funny. It was really. It was never mentioned again. No. Although he was at his deprogramming class afterwards. With the stupid with the, haircut. With the stupid haircut. He didn't shave the rest of it off, which I thought was quite good. We found out at that point as well that Aaron was like a teenager when they left. So Justin's the older one. So Aaron's younger. They, they use these therapy sessions as basically this is your exposition yeah. and this is what happened. We left the court. You know, Justin uh, was looking after his younger brother. They don't look particularly... Like there is a particular age difference between them, but, but I think it's, it's clearly played that there is. That there is. Yeah. And Justin was very much the guardian, the older, sibling. and yeah, yeah. And, and he he sort of led them out of this this cult. Yeah. So they get back together after this class, and Aaron they kind of have this debate, and Aaron tells Justin that he wants to go back. Yeah. Even if it's just for a visit, he wants to go back and see the people he, he says he wants, up with. He, he wants some closure. Yeah, he needs closure from it. He grew up with these people and he's kind of never got to say goodbye. He just wants to visit. So Justin eventually agrees to one day and one night. Yeah. And we'll go no back. No more. Yeah, no, absolutely no chance any more than that. So the, that's that pretty much, that's it. That's, that's, that's your setup. start of your film. And then, uh, so they're, they're soon in the car heading heading uh, back to camp. Yes. And they're, yeah, they're kind of, there's a bit of a driving montage. They're uh, driving together. And the sing Aaron starts singing at one point. Yeah, so it's it's just a a couple of scenes used to build their yeah. relationship. There's one basically. song used all the way through this film. Yeah, it's House of the Rising Sun. Yeah, do you know why they use that song? Why do they use that song? Because the lyrics to that song are in the public domain, and you don't have oh, to pay okay. for them. Fine, <laughs> but it's a really haunting rendition of it that plays pretty much all the way through the film, and it's. I really liked it. It really set the tone. You you hear it a lot. Yeah, there's a couple of versions of that song that I've heard over the years. If you you slow it down, it's it, creepy. It's quite a haunting song. It is a really haunting song, and yeah, it's free to use. Apparently, it's yeah. for some. I don't know why it's in the public domain, but it is. On their way there to this camp, they stop at their like a memorial on the side of the road. Yeah, so it's it's just like a, a little uh, just um, like a yeah yeah like a fence post with yeah. some flowers and a few drawings on and. So it's like you, you see at the side of the road at the site of a crash. Yeah. It turns out it is where their mum died. Yeah. She was killed in a car accident. Yeah. The first weird thing happens, really. Yeah. Very weird. So they pick up a picture. Yes. Of a, a crayon drawn picture. Yeah. Bit by, like the one from last week from He's Out There. And it is of the two boys and their mother. Yeah. And one of them, presumably Aaron. Yeah, it was Aaron. Says he drew that picture when he was a kid. Yeah. And it's not aged a day. It has not aged a day. Just, I think he says somebody must have left this. Uh, this must be a new one. Somebody yeah. must have left this here. And Justin's like, no, that's the one we left there when we were kids. Yeah. And but it's not, it's not tarnished. It's not weathered. It's not aged in the slightest. It's almost like it's was left there yesterday. So that's your first little inkling that something's not quite right in yeah. this film. Then there's loads of birds just flying in a circle, just flying around in circles. And yeah. Things are starting to get creepy. Things are starting to get creepy and weird. And eventually they arrive at the camp and they, they get there, they get out of the car and they're greeted by a friendly chap who appears to be like a, not, he describes himself as not the leader later on, but yep. he certainly seems to be in charge or he's, takes charge. He's certainly chief greeter, if yes. nothing else. This is Hell. Hell. <laughs> <laughs> His name is Hell. <laughs> 
His name is Hal, H-A-L. And Justin points out to Aaron at this point that nobody has aged in the last 10 years. Yes, they're, Every, all, they're all like I remember them. They all look exactly the same. And Justin says, no, you, you're right, but they're all in their 40s. Yeah. And then he says, you have to remember they've all been castrated. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, I t- kind of did a double take at the screen. I was like, what? <laughs> because Justin's been telling everyone. Yeah. That, yeah, it's this it UFO made, it death like, cult. news when they escaped. Yeah, it wasn't yeah, like yeah it's a, like Kimmy Schmidt, isn't it? Yeah. It's like <laughs> out the bunker. So, yeah, they were on the local news, Justin and Aaron. Yeah, it's, we've escaped from this death cult. Um, they were going go to go up to, you know, do a mass suicide because they thought the aliens were coming to get them. Yeah. And all the men have been castrated. And I th- Yeah, I think he's yeah. just, just uh, embellished the facts yeah. to produce the news story. But Hal's quite nice to him on greetings. So he's, oh, yeah. welcome back. It's a long time since we've seen you. Come on, let's get in here. Let's have let's some have dinner. dinner. Let's feed you. You've had a long journey. So they, they kind of sit down and have some dinner and they meet up with a few of the other people. Yep. And it's just a bit of a, a meal and a get to beardy, know each other again. Beardy Tim. Beardy Tim and Hannah. Anna. Yeah. Smiley Dave. Smiley Dave. Have you, have you given them all nicknames? <laughs> <laughs> Smiley um, Dave just smiled. Because he he's got, did they, I can't remember what they say, he fell on his head or something like that. But he doesn't talk. Yeah. He just walks around with a smile. So mm-hmm. he's like the first person they see when they when they drive in. And it's again, it's just ups the creep factor, doesn't it? Yeah, it it does get creepier as it goes through. It's very strange. Um, and then they kind of head back to their dorm room that they've been assigned or yep. given. Bunk beds. But before they go to bed, Justin decides he's going to go out for a run. Yeah. He, he runs past this guy who appears to just be walking around. But he is walking, but he marching, is marching. Marching, yeah. They so passed him earlier and they were driving in as well, didn't he's they? He's like head down, arms pumping. Just going for it. Yeah, sort of mumbling to himself. Completely ignoring everything around him. Yeah. They met him earlier in the film as they were walking, as they were driving into the camp. And he doesn't seem to him. respond to when Justin says, hi. Yeah, just ignores him, completely yeah. blanks him. That's kind of it. And then Hal, I keep saying, I'm going to say Hal all the way through now. <laughs> you know I'm going to. I don't know what accent you're going for if you're pronouncing Hal. it Hal. <laughs> Hal. Um, Hal takes Justin to his own cabin, or to Hal's cabin, and they, they have a bit of a chat about what's gone on in the past, don't they? And yeah, so it's night by this point, so they've all yeah. been sitting around a campfire. Yeah. And, uh, a little bit merry, maybe. Yeah, they're, they're, they're drinking homebrew. Yeah, they make, their own, um, they make their own amazing beer. Yeah. How, I think it's how it's described. It's like the best beer you can imagine. And, and, and this is basically how they are saying they are earning money for the yeah. camp. So they're making and selling this. Yeah, I'm going to call it homebrew. Home yeah, that's exactly what it Moonshine, is. Moonshine, whatever you want to call it. And uh, yeah, as you say, uh, Hal sort of says, can't, can't, I want to show you something. Yeah. Uh, in his cabin. That sounds dirty. <laughs> it wasn't dirty. <laughs> no, it wasn't. Um, what does he show him? He's got like an equation written on his black... He's got like a blackboard on the wall, hasn't he? The only thing he shows him that's hardcore is some hardcore maths. <laughs> There's a lot of hardcore maths on this board. and But he won't tell him what it is and what it solves no it's kind of it says i've been working on this for really years really vague about it isn't he yeah and and justin says why did you send us a video yeah how says to him why did you come back yeah. now what's brought you back now and justin says well you sent us this video and how's like, i have no idea what you're talking about no. we don't have any videos we didn't send any videos he does say though a couple i think it's the first time he says it. says a couple of times uh through the movie he says to justin you are now old enough to understand why we're here yeah and he says that there's something bigger than us here. Yeah. Again, we're just ratcheting up the, <laughs> the creepy om- ominousness. He also says nothing here ends. Yes. Which I thought was quite a good one because it's endless. Yeah. Like the name of the film. Yeah. <laughs> and 
going back to a previous thing we've talked about, pretty sure they don't say the word, they don't say the endless in this film at any point. Hmm. I'm not sure. Not that I remember. I think I might have spotted it, but okay. maybe not. Um, what I noticed at this point is that nobody really seems that surprised that they're back. Oh, no, no. There's, no. It's almost like they were expecting They were to always going to come back. Yeah, it's like they point. were always going to come back and yeah. nobody's surprised by the fact that they've turned up. Aaron's sitting around the campfire. Justin's kind of left Aaron alone at this point. And he's talking to this lady who's called Anna. Yeah. And they knew each other when they were great. She's older than him. So, because she said she used to babysit for him and yeah, look she, after him when he was younger. She, uh, she says she makes a lot of the clothes for yeah, everyone. Yeah, she makes all the, the clothes in the camp. So, she says, kind of a mother figure, isn't she? Yeah. Although she doesn't look that old. No, no. But then nobody does. So, and she says to Aaron, Do you want to come back to my room and look at my clothing designs? <laughs> great chatter. <line. laughs> so, Aaron goes with her and then it cuts to Justin, who's getting, he's met up with this other guy, Shane. Shane, who's showing him magic tricks. Yep. And he does an amazing magic trick with a baseball. And it's just, just weird. Just weird. Weird it's stuff. Just, so far, I'm intrigued. Yeah. I must admit, I'm like, I mean, I really want to see where this is going. Already, I'm quite in on this. I thought there was a real Lost vibe to this. I was going to say that at the end. It's, it really reminded me of Lost. Yeah, we'll, we'll come on to that more. But yeah, it, it sets a lot up of just weird stuff Yeah. to answer. Then they all kind of get back together. And this is the first really, truly weird bit of the film. And they play a game called The Struggle. Yeah. Or they call it The Struggle. It's like a ritual, isn't it? It's like a ritual that everybody goes through. And it's basically, it's a tug of war, but you can't see what's on the other end. It's like... The rope goes up into the sky. sky, Into the forest. Yeah. And it's kind of like an unseen force that you're tugging tugging war against. (laughs) Tugging war. But just Justin says to Aaron, oh, it's uh, Smiley... Smiley Dave on a ladder. Smiley Dave on a ladder. And Smiley Dave did go running into the woods just before it started. started. You don't know, it could have been. Aaron steps up and he has a go and he eventually on his second attempt wins yeah so he kind of defeats whatever he's beating playing against and then how kind of convinces justin to go for it and justin picks up the rope and instantly loses yeah but he gets quite violently tugged back tugged off (laughs) (laughs) oh i hate it when that happens and he he he's like got rope burns all over his yeah, it literally because his skin when off Aaron did it, although he he sort of he did like a fisherman's knot, didn't he, round his waist, waist and, yeah. and he used this, but which was brave, I thought. But it was. You know but what's it, on the other end of this? It wasn't pulled you in half. But it wasn't a violent thing, was it? No. But as soon as Justin yeah, uh, went to it, he he was tugged off very violently. Yeah, absolutely. He, he flew through the air. <laughs> so Justin kind of he's not humiliated, but he's kind of embarrassed by that. A little bit. And yeah. That's kind of, it's kind of the end of the game, isn't it? So yeah, that's it. For nobody the else night, wants to go. And Aaron and Justin get back together and Aaron eventually manages to persuade Justin to stay for an extra day. Yeah. So he's like, we'll do one more day. So I've not seen enough of this weird shit yet. And they go back to their room and they keep finding these post-it notes all around the room. Yes. And it, all it says on them is, please be quiet. Yeah. And they seem to be everywhere. So that somebody's not happy with the noise. Yeah, there's, there's a few variations like, keep the noise keep down, the noise please down. be quiet, yeah. I'm sleeping. They're all that kind of yeah. all overcome. And then they're, they're lying, it's like a bunk bed and they're lying yeah. on these bunk beds. And Justin just suddenly comes out with the fact that Anna might be a paedophile. Yeah. Just out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah, he's like, oh, she already has, she always had eyes for you when you were a kid. Yeah. And then they have quite a funny exchange again, because Aaron's like, well, women Go. can't be paedophiles. <laughs> women can't be paedophiles. I thought that was quite funny. <laughs> they definitely can. Because he starts to get into the actual logistics of why. Yeah. And it's just quite funny. It's, and Justin it's, just keeps telling a, him, Go to sleep. It's a really nice way to build their relationship, because yeah. so far, we're, all we've seen is this creepy shit that's going on. And now we kind of get in some character moments, yeah. which I really like. And then the next morning, you kind of get a bit of a montage of them doing camp activities. So they go out first thing and they're shooting some bottles off a log. Yeah, do some do. fishing. Go fishing, 
um, just in case for another run. And he sees that guy again. Yeah. And but he kind of just disappears into the bushes. Yeah, he, he kind of runs around a corner. And then when Justin gets there, he's gone, completely gone, vanished. But he finds a trainer on the floor. Yeah. Like a sneaker <laughs> on the floor. Uh, but it's bloody. It's got like... Yeah, it's got... It's got not like... Not a lot. Yeah, but it's, it's like clearly got of blood, blood on, it. on it. And then he looks up and there's like a storage container. Yeah. And it kind of just like bounces. Yeah, it's really weird. <laughs> yeah. It kind of... The sun kind of goes off to start with. Yeah. It kind of glitches dark and then light again all of a sudden. Then some sand shoots up as if somebody's just ran past him. And the sand's hit him. And... All of a sudden, there's a load of photos on the floor in front of him. Uh, and a, tr- a couple of trees fall down a behind couple, him. Yeah, a couple of trees fall over behind him. I missed that. And then there's some photos. And it's like, what the hell's just happened there? I thought That's they weird. were cards at first, but they were actually like I've Polaroids. Written, I've actually written here, photo slash cards, and then crossed yeah. it out because it was they were like Polaroid photos. So he kind of freaks out a little bit and he turns back, doesn't he, to get yeah. back to the way he came. And he sees this tent. Yeah. and there's It's a, like a safari tent. It's like it's a ye olde like a yeah, it's basically just a bit of canvas and two bits of yeah, wood. Yeah, like, like the sort of thing Indiana Jones. If you played Red Dead Redemption in. two, it's like the tense in <laughs> yeah. that. But there's a clock on the outside and it's going quite quick. Yeah, so it's, it's going from like twelve to ten past twelve. Yeah, and then again and again and again. Yeah, and there's and something you in it. You can hear something banging inside, but you're not quite sure what yeah. it was. You just see a blur sort of going past the window. Yeah, and that's it. That's it. That's the end of that scene, and it's really like this is now really ramping up like something. Really weird's going on here. Yeah. So Justin goes straight to Hal. <laughs> I said Hal that time. It's good job. Um, and he, he he basically tells him exactly what just happened. I just keep thinking of the dad out of Malcolm in the middle every time you say Hal. Sorry. Just prancing around on roller skates. <laughs> yeah, and he basically tells him exactly what just happened. Hal says to him, I don't have the answers. I'm not the leader. I, I, I do not lead this camp. You, you've just got it into your head that I do. Yeah. But I don't. And I don't have any answers. And suddenly they look up into the sky. And what do they see when they look up in the sky, Nick? Uh, it's gone on Star Wars because there's two moons. There's two moons. That's really weird. And, and, and Justin, Justin questions it. He kind of does a double take, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like I did earlier. And he kind of questions it and how kind of palms it off as an atmospheric event. He says it's yep. a bit like the Northern Lights. It's just one of those things. But he says if it, two moons is normal, but three moons signals the ascension. Yeah. is what That was the quote he used. He does. And Hal sort of says to Justin, I'll tell you what, stay... Because uh, Justin shows him this Polaroid. Yeah. And the Polaroid is the first time we get a proper good look at it. Yeah. And it is of the lake. Yes. And it's of a boy in a lake. Yeah. As in the floating... Floating, not, not a human. ...metal uh, marker, not a small person. And Hal says, tell you what, stay one more day. Yeah. If you go back out into the lake... Yeah. ...and you dive down... At that, at boy. that boy. ...you will find the answers you're looking for. Which is really weird. Yeah. really weird thing to say. It, very strange. Very strange. Uh, in the meantime, Aaron's inside doing karaoke. Yeah, everybody's just got drunk again. Doing some drugs. Guess what song he sang? <laughs> House of the Rising Sun. House of the Rising Sun. Um, yeah, and they're, they've got this own, their own drug that they've kind of created themselves. So they're doing that. Um, Anna kind of gives him some and they get high together. Yeah. And then Aaron notices the two moons in the sky. He does, yeah. And Anna kind of gives him the same fumbled explanation of yeah. it's a weird atmospheric event. And she tells she Anna tells Aaron that she didn't send the video either. Yeah, because it was her who was in it. Yeah, it was her that was in the video, and she's like, "No, I've made some videos in case when at the Ascension you guys turn up." Yeah, but we have not sent them out. Correct. We absolutely cannot have that video.
so Justin bumps into another lady at this point. Yeah, who we've not seen before. We've never met this woman before. He kind of, she's kind of crying, sitting on a doorstep yeah. or like kind of step outside our house. So she he goes over to make that she's make sure she's all right, and she basically just says to him, "Look, I can't sleep. Everyone's too noisy." And she and she says, "I've been leaving these notes all around, so we know now who's leaving these notes. Yes. It's Jennifer." Basically, she, and he Justin says to her, "How did you get here? What? Why are you here?" And she says, "Well, I was looking. My husband went missing out in the woods." Yeah. And I've been looking for him. And Hal took me in, told me he'd help me look for him. And I've been here ever since. But she doesn't really know how long that is. No. She doesn't think it's been very long. Yeah. Because she thinks, well, we're still looking for him. Yeah. But, she's, but she can't she put no a timeline time. on it. Yeah. yeah. Well, she said, she kind of says it's been a few. And then she never finishes that sentence. Correct. She just trails off. It's really strange. I'm going to keep, I keep saying it's really strange. And I've, That's fine. I think we've got that in our heads now. It's, it is really strange. All, all the way through this, you get the odd shot where the camera just pans or focuses on this shed, which yeah. is locked. And we do not know what is in it. It's, it's got a massive got padlock on it. Like almost like <laughs> a Roger Rabbit cartoon padlock. Yeah, it's, it's really, really big. Um, and Beardy Tim kind of seems to be watching over this shed. Yeah. Just standing there and we get another the shot of it then. Yeah. So. Yeah. So they decide Justin and Aaron go fishing together again on the lake. Same lake they went on the day before. Aaron suggests, well, maybe we should just stay here now. Life would be easier if we were here. Yeah. Because life out there is shit. We're not making any money. We're living together. It's boring. Nothing's happening. The day-to-day slog, grind. It's difficult. If we stayed here, we'd have an easier life. And Justin's not convinced and then suddenly takes his clothes off. But he's not not... He's (laughs) He's not against it in any way. No. He's more open-minded than he was when he walked in, it's fair to say, a couple of days ago. Yeah, agreed. He doesn't dismiss it outright straight away. No. But he also doesn't say yes, and what he basically does is takes his clothes off. He does. <laughs> so, kind of behind Aaron sitting on the boat, he just takes all his strips down to his boxers and dives into the lake. Yeah, he's down there for quite a while. It's a, a little bit of time passes. Yeah, so Aaron's starting to Aaron, worry because after a little while, he Aaron starts, starts to freak out a little bit. So he yeah, starts to take his shoes off. Yeah, he's about to go in after him, and then suddenly Justin bursts out of the water on the other side of the boat. He does, and he's got this box with him yeah he's got a lock box and he's freaking out because he says something held him down while he was down there. yeah something grabbed him do they go back to shore or no this? there's an overhead shot oh of course of the boat. Yeah, there's like a drone shot and yeah the camera it pans out and we're suddenly above them and underneath the boat you just see this humongous shadow shadowy shape face slash shape yeah slash monstrous <laughs> thing yeah underneath them. i don't know if we've unbeknownst to them yeah they can't see it but i don't know if we've made it aware of this but they are this cult do worship this like deity that they believe lives around them they just keep no we've just had hints so far that there is something yeah bigger than us here that's yeah i was convinced of that and they're all a bit convinced of that and they get back to the shore and aaron justin's like right i'm going i'm done yeah i'm leaving now and And aaron Aaron agrees pretty quickly yeah yeah "Yeah, fair enough let's go home fine we're We're done we're in the morning we're off first thing in the morning we're off they kind of get back together with Hal and the rest of them at this point as well. Yeah, is it night time? I think it's back for back together for dinner and yeah. And Hal says, "Right, let's play the tape." Because in this, I don't. Did we say that in the no. lockbox? Is it in the lockbox that Justin found at the bottom of the lake? Is another cassette tape. There is, yeah. And Hal says, "Let's play it and see what your these are your answers. Let's see what uh, what's on it." And basically, it's footage of justice, justice, <laughs> Justin. Like it's Justin and Aaron just after just, just after, after they have escaped <laughs> from the camp. Yeah, ten years like, ago. The, it's like the news reports, isn't it? Yeah. So most of the guys who live at the camp have never seen this footage, yeah. so they don't know the stories that Aaron's been, that Justin's been telling. 
And this is the first time they're kind of seeing that. Yeah, and he's 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 giving an interview to the news saying, "Yeah, they're all they're all crazy death UFO death cult guys. Yeah. The males, all the males have got no balls. They've all been castrated, <laughs> or you know, uh, which we still don't know if it's true or not. No, um, but it's a story we've been told since the start. Yeah, it's basically Justin exposing them to the press. Aaron kind of freaks out and leaves, doesn't he? And yeah, Justin and Hal both follow him, and they have a bit of a freeway argument going on. Yeah, <laughs> Hal says, "Well, nobody here's castrated," and that kind of twigs in Aaron's mind at that point then that Justin has lied about this and what else has he lied about and yeah how so it says you've to Justin you've always wanted to lead yeah you know you're a control freak you've that's why you left in the first place because you couldn't you yeah. couldn't lead there's no leaders here he reiterates that and then it was, again it was quite funny and it kind of but I think it was meant to be how's got this line where it's like and where it sort of twigs in his mind he's like you're the reason I, I we're not selling any beer anymore <laughs> people think we're a crazy you have to deaf cult it's probably right. All as well. we're trying to do is live our life quietly, <laughs> sell our moonshine. You bastard, get out! <laughs> and he does. Justin's like, Justin admits straight away. He's like, yeah, I made that up. Yeah. And then he's like, right, I'm going. He leaves. He gets back to his car, and his car won't start. Oh no! Before he does that, Hal explains about the mother's car crash, doesn't he? Because he says he rescued them from his mother's burning car. Yeah. So it turns out Hal had pulled the one, them out. Hal brought them into camp, and yeah. he was the one who had pulled them out, and he gave them shelter. And then this is how he gets repaid. So yeah, so they just, ostracise Justin. Basically. Justin calls him a fucking cult leader. Yeah, <laughs> and just screams in his face, "You're a fucking cult leader!" And Justin walks away. He leaves. He gets back to his car. Well, he gets. Get, Hal says, oh, "You're not welcome you're here." You're not anymore. welcome here. Yeah. Get out. So he goes back to his car, but his car won't start. So he decides he's going to walk. He does. So he walks off into the forest or into the woods or wherever he is. But Aaron stays. He's not going anywhere. And as just, so, we kind of followed Justin now for quite a long time. Don't we? we kind he's of lost Aaron. in the creepy woods very we kind quickly. Of leave Aaron. He gets lost quite quickly. As he's walking through, he sees this giant... Is it a snake on the floor? He sees something on the floor. Yep. And then all of a sudden it wasn't there anymore. Yeah, it kind of spins him around and suddenly he's, he's lost. He's, yeah, he's not where no he was a second he, ago. Yeah. He finds a house. And I would say house. Loose. Cabin. It's more like a cabin. Yeah, it's yeah. more like a little shed. And he goes inside and there's a man hanging yep. from the rafters. He's obviously been hanging there for quite, quite some, time. some time. He's very grey. <laughs> he is. But it's, peely. But it's the man from earlier on. Who was been? Who was marching around? Who was marching? The walking man from earlier, and suddenly this same man bursts out of this cabin, yeah, out of nowhere. Justin craps himself. He's like, "What the fuck are you doing?" Him? <laughs> yeah, proper screaming at him. So this is Carl, shitty Carl, shitty Carl. <laughs> He's credited in the film as shitty Carl, and we had we learn his name in the in a couple of scenes time. But yes, this is yeah, shitty this Carl. is shitty Carl. Which oh, we talked about the Botskas earlier. Yeah. I'm thinking one category could be best character name. This guy's the front runner. I tell you, Do you reckon? I'd have to go back through and find out some other good ones. But I don't think we've ever had many good, many good shitty ones Carl's out. right up there. <laughs> I think I used to know him. <laughs> this guy is kind of. You mentioned Captain Exposition the other week. This guy is kind of that. He is a bit, but he's talking. He's also. It's a bit. At least they've tried to put a spin on it because he is. He's going a mile a minute. He's. He's heavily southern accent. Got a couple of screws loose. He's drunk, I yeah. think. He's got a real you cannot understand a word of what he's saying, basically. But they've made they've given the job of telling explaining what this film is about to this guy. He basically says we're, he says straight away, so it's not we're not working out slowly what no. he he straight away says we're around the edges of the camp. Yeah. And uh we're stuck in a time loop. Yeah. He, he, calls he says we, us, so implying he's not the only one. Yeah. He calls himself a time prisoner. Yeah. He's like, we're time prisoners and we're all living in little loops. And you have to kill yourself before the restart 
or that thing will do it for you. Yeah. Kind of points up into the forest. And he says, we're just, we're just here repeating ourselves for the, for its entertainment. Yeah. And I've written on my notes here, that seems important. Why is a man who can't talk explaining it to me? (laughs) (laughs) But I get a bit later on, you kind of understand why they did it because they don't want you to know exactly what's going on. And you really have to concentrate on what this guy's saying because he's, like we said, he's Southern, he's drunk, he's talking a hundred miles an hour. It's really difficult to get to grips with what he's saying, but that's, I think that's intentional now. Yeah. When I wrote that, I was, I was quite annoyed. (laughs) Yeah, and they kind of they kind of just sit there and chat about it, don't they? He draws he draws uh, Justin a map, yeah, basically, yeah, and a, a map of the these loops, yeah, yeah, because it's like that are dotted around the area that they're in. There's like markers all around as well, isn't there? Yeah, that kind of marks where they are. So they mark the edge of the camp. Yes, I thought. Yeah, I thought so. Too. And and then these these little loops around which the we now have a tour camp. at the edge of the camp. Sort yeah. Of thing. And so you can follow the markers to get to the next bunch of people who are stuck yeah. in these time loops. And that's the kind of the map he draws on them. And he says he wants a gun. Yeah. So he says to Justin, he says, I can't move out of my, basically, I can't move out of my loop. Yeah. Can you, but you, you obviously can. You've you come can bring from the camp. into it. Can you go and get me a gun from, what does he call him? Weird Chris or something like something that. Something like that, yeah. <laughs> but it's definitely Chris. I'm just sure he had a prefix as well. No, right. Um, but he also says to Justin, if you're going to leave, don't get stuck in the borders when the loops reset. Yeah. Because you'll be there forever. Yeah. Be careful. Justin kind of, he's not buying it straight away, is he? And he's like, because he's quite cynical. Yeah, of course. This well, is a lot of be. information coming <laughs> yeah. out of nowhere. So the dude, shitty Carl gets his cigarette and he kind of flicks it into the forest. Yeah. And it disappears out of nowhere. Yeah, he like goes through a portal or whatever. And then he follows it and just disappears into thin air and then bursts out of the door behind Justin yeah. again. <laughs> And it's all it all starts again. Because yeah, he's contained to his little geographical area. Yeah. His his time loop seems to be about ten minutes. Yeah. And he's just stuck there. So he yeah, and he he asks Justin to get a gun from Chris and he says uh, he draws him a map and he gives him a compass. Yeah. And he says to Justin, You need to trust this compass. Yeah. Follow the compass, use the map, do trust the compass, not what you can see with yeah, your eyes. Don't trust yourself, trust the compass. Yeah. In the middle of all that we do get a little scene back with Aaron at the camp with a few people sitting around the campfire. And Hal and Anna and what was his name, Beardy Tim. Yeah, they were all there. And Hal and Tim are kind of having this row yeah, in the yeah, background. Off, off, you can't hear what they're yeah, saying. Yeah, you can just you can see clearly them. see that they're they're not happy. And Aaron's perturbed because it's the first time he's seen that he's got this idyllic uh, view of this place, yeah. and he you can clearly see the co- clogs, the, <laughs> the clogs are the cogs ticking <laughs> in his brain. That actually, well, maybe it's not all as it seems here. Yeah, and Tim kind of. St- Dorks back over to Aaron at full power. Yeah. And he's like, don't do it if you don't want to. Yeah. And then just walks away. Yeah. What the hell does that mean? Yeah. Which is exactly what Aaron was thinking, <laughs> I think. Two more photos fall at Aaron's feet at that point as yeah. well, just as he's walking away from Tim. And they're a photo of him himself looking at that at moment, sky. Yeah. looking at that sky. I couldn't tell what the other one was. I don't think it was important. No, no, because he just dropped that one. <laughs> yeah, he just left that one. It's like, oh, this one's not me. So it's like something is watching him right now, this second. Yeah. So Hal tells, I've said it again, Hal tells him to go to find, to follow a path to find Justin. He points out the way to go. Yeah, because I was like, oh, I feel really bad about what happened. I need to try and find him. And Hal says, yeah, totally understand that. If you go down there, down there, you'll find a path, follow the path, you'll find Justin. Eventually you'll find him. Eventually you'll find him. But he tells him he needs to make his choice before the third moon is full. Interesting. So Aaron kind of steps out of the border of the camp, which is what these markers are marking. Yeah. And Hannah's, Anna's kind of following him. And he looks back and she looks over, but they can't see each other. No, even though they're as the, close like, as you and I are now. Yeah. The, 
she can't see out. Because they're separated by the border. Yeah. She can't see out. He can't see back in again. They can still see. Yeah. But it's like they're not there. That's really weird. And then we meet up with Chris, who is tied to the wall. Yeah. So Justin comes across another cabin. Yes. Uh, as he's continuing his trek. Yeah. And yeah, there's there's a... There's a man tied to the wall. Yeah. Sitting on a mattress. He's handcuffed to a radiator. Yeah. Now, this is probably where we should mention that this this is the point that's the sequel to their first film. Yeah. I've not seen that film, so I can't tell you much about what it's about. But essentially, it's about a man trying to get clean and sober and his best mate helping him. Yep. And that's exactly... So they've, they've retreated to a cabin and uh, Mike has tied his friend Chris... To the wall. To the wall. And that's essentially what that film was about, I yeah. think. But I do want to watch that. I'm, I'm intrigued yeah. to see if I can find it anywhere. When... Justin walks into this cabin and he finds Chris. Chris doesn't seem surprised to see him either. Nope. He just kind of walks in and he's there. And they, they basically explain that, don't they? Mike's trying, Chris is trying to get clean. Mike's there trying to help him get clean. Um, and they again, they're totally aware. They say, yeah, we're stuck in a time loop. Yeah, they're completely aware of it. We we know that we're living this over and over again. Yep. And we're, they, uh, Mike basically says, we're trying different things to see what will break it. He says, yeah, he calls it the Rubik's Cube, doesn't he? Yeah. Trying to do different things every time to see if they can break that loop. Because I think he's, does he say it's seven days there? I think he says yeah, they've been seven. there for a week or something. Yeah, yeah, I think their time loop's a week. Yeah. Which must be so frustrating. <laughs> and so Justin asks Chris for the gun and Mike says, yeah, I'll just go and get you a gun. Yeah. No problem. So Mike wanders off and gets him a gun. Then they sh- they kind of find a, where did this video come from? It was a hard drive. Was it a hard drive? So oh, somebody dug it up. It was Mike. He'd he'd found a hard drive in the dirt right. outside and they plugged it in yeah. while, while uh, Justin was there. And you don't see what's on it. Oh, I didn't. I thought it was just sound. Maybe it was just sound. But it's it basically. Either way, you don't see anything. No, it's basically the sound of <laughs> somebody getting killed. Murder. Murder. Yeah, <laughs> somebody screaming and somebody getting murdered. Um, and Justin says, "When was this?" And just and Mike says, well, "It could be the past or future. It's all the same. Yeah, it doesn't matter." And Mike Mike gives him the gun and he says to Justin, "Just run, run like your life depends on it. Yeah, because it does. If you see it, just run." Yeah, and this is the point where Aaron finds the tent. From earlier. From earlier, which so is like the old 1800s tent. I think this is the bit that's my favourite point in this film. Okay. Because this is the kind of the bit where you really get what's going on. So Aaron stalks up to this tent slowly because he can hear somebody inside it. Yeah. And there's a clock on the wall outside that's ticking forward every like five yep. seconds. So he goes a lot closer than Justin ever did yeah. previously. And the clock's moving like five seconds and then reverting back again. And there's a man inside the tent sitting on a chair and he kind of runs towards the entrance to the tent. Yeah. And then he's back on the chair again. So this guy's stuck in a five-second time loop, yeah, which is much worse than a seven-day one. I know I said the seven-day one would be horrible, and he looks like he's, he's just like charging full pelt at the wall, basically, isn't yeah. he? And he's been—he looks like he's old. He looks like he's been there since like the tenth, like eighteen hundreds. Yeah, could have been there for two hundred years for all we know. But he's just repeating this same loop every five seconds. And so we watch this a few times, and then he notices that Aaron's looking in through the window. Yeah, and that's really creepy. And he says to him, "Don't stay here." Yeah, wow. Yeah. And then he runs at the wall and just explodes just in a shower explode. of blood. <laughs> yeah. But then he'd reset again. Yes. Yeah. Oh, it must be... It's scary. That's scary. The thought that that gets stuck it in was something creepy. like that. It, was, was, it yeah. was creepy. That was a scary moment. But I think it was my favourite bit of the film. And then, yeah. And then we come back to Justin and he is just uh, gearing up to leave yeah. uh, Mike, Mike and Chris's cabin. So he's he's wrap, he wraps the gun up. Yeah. Puts it in his backpack. Yeah. And I don't know how they get onto it, but Mike sort of says, I've got to get out of here. Yeah. I've got to break this loop. Yeah. Uh, because 
I want to go back and see my wife. They get onto it because Justin says to him, how long have you been stuck in this loop? Uh, okay. And he says, I've no idea, but I really miss my wife. Yeah. And I really need to get back to see her. And she used to leave me notes. Yeah. And I used to really like that. So do we? are we supposed to assume from that that this is the lady that we met earlier? Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. Jennifer. Not a doubt in my mind. <laughs> so Justin leaves. He leaves them there. Yeah. Because he needs to get out. Because he doesn't tell him. No, he doesn't tell him. That he's met his wife. No. He needs to get out because he knows their time loop's about to reset again. Yeah. So he leaves and in the background you can see Mark, Mike starting to douse the house in fuel, covering it in petrol or whatever it is. And then he sets the house on fire. Yeah. And himself. You don't see it, but you see it from Justin's perspective. Yeah. You, you see something glitch out on the screen. And then you hear Mike greeting Chris. Yeah. It's like, mate, so I'm here. Back at the start. Yeah. And they're back at the start again. And so their time loop's restarted. And then Justin realizes he's left his map. Yes. In there. But I didn't really like that because it didn't matter. It didn't really matter because he'd used it. Yeah. But it did, they did focus back on the map burning. Yeah, but it, they, it was played like, oh, that's really important. Shit, he's left, he's left the map. <laughs> but it wasn't. But it wasn't. It was never... Ref- it was never referenced again, and just, the map only took him to there anyway. Just because it just stuck out to me, because everything in this was very planned and deliberate, and that just, I was like, well, why have we focused on that? It didn't matter. But mm, there we Maybe go. it does. Maybe it's on a different level to what we're thinking about it. So Justin kind of starts walking back the way he came. He's yep. kind of heading his way back to shitty Carl's house, or whatever it was called. And all of a sudden, this caravan appears out of nowhere. Yeah, like, like an RV. RV. And a big cat yeah like a cougar <laughs> yeah, it wasn't cougar. a tiger but it was yeah. some sort of big like a, or a mountain lion something like that and that kind of glitches into the screen but then it just walks away from him doesn't it, it? Does, it leaves yeah. him but the caravan stays there and aaron appears yeah and we have a reunion of our brothers aaron finds justin out of nowhere and they walk up to this caravan and there's kind of a projector Is there a... yeah so there's no one there there's basically a note on the door saying uh, i've gone help yourself to anything I've gone looking, well, yeah, I'm not yeah, here. This person isn't there. Yeah. Uh, but the caravan appears to be stuck in this time loop. Yeah. And a film starts playing on, because it's like a sheet hanging over a washing line. Yeah. And a projector set up in front of it. And it's, the film is of them to the conversation that Aaron and Justin have just had. Yeah. About them getting back together. But then on the screen, it kind of pans around and you see the film start playing on the screen. So yeah. it's like two layers deep now. And then all of a sudden the projector just shoots miles out into yeah. the sky and you get like a long shot of this desert that they're in and there's loads of little bubbles yeah all over little, the little pockets little pockets of little domes energy time domes yeah <laughs> time domes but i presume these are all the lif- little different loops with yeah, people stuck i would in. imagine so they're all these people stuck inside these little bubbles uh, and aaron and, and justin don't see the the projector shoot off no because they've, they've, they've left, left by and point. i'm presuming correct me if i'm wrong my thinking is this is because it, the thing, whatever this thing is, uh, is pissed off that they've got back together. Yeah. So it's like angry, hence it. Yeah. Throwing a hissy fit, basically. <laughs> not, not happy about it in the slightest. There's a really strange conversation now because Aaron says, oh, I slept with Anna last night. Yeah, and Justin's like, oh, congratulations. Congratulations, well, well done. <laughs> even though she, he thinks she's a paedophile. Yeah. But, and then it turns out that he, they literally just slept next to each other. Yeah. They didn't do anything. <laughs> And it was almost like he was a child at that point. It was, so, yeah. It was really strange. Yeah. I've said strange so much in this episode. But that, but that again, <laughs> that that was a little bit out of whack with what we'd seen before. Yeah. Character-wise. Not, not to him, he was innocent through this, but not that naive. I may have an explanation. Right, okay. Do you want me to do it now? Yeah, I'll do it at the end. Okay, fine. This episode's going to be the longest one we've <laughs> done by a country mile. And they get eventually get back to shitty Carl's house. They do, yeah. Uh, but he's not there. 
and they leave him the gun on his table yep and leave instantly they don't hang around suddenly Kyle bursts we've seen this for the third time now he bursts out of his door all ranty and he he's like he notices the gun on the table he's like oh a gun a different way to try and kill myself and he shoots himself in the head yep and I'm not sure because you don't see him shoot himself in the head you just see the blood splatter up the walls yeah but was the blood already there not sure I think it was already there I think it might not have been the first time that had happened. Okay. Assumedly, from the rules that we're learning from this film, he would just burst out that door again straight away anyway, but you don't see that. So Aaron Aaron says to Justin, I have decided I want to stay. Yes. He says... This was a really good conversation, I thought. Uh, this two. was a sick, sick burn. Because <laughs> Aaron says, I want to stay. I would rather be stuck in an endless loop than be stuck in a shitty existence because anything is better than the life you make me live. Wow. That's like, more than a sick but That's horrible. Yeah. <laughs> that's really, it's almost mean. Yeah, it's totally. It is mean. But yeah, he says, he did say he'd rather die over and over again than go back to the life yeah. that you, you make me lead. So they get, they do, they get back to the camp. Justin yeah. kind of doesn't really, well, what can he say to that? Yeah. Like, they get back to the camp and it's, um, it's pretty much deserted. Yeah. Um, but we see Tim unlocking the massive cartoon lock from <laughs> the shed. It's a huge padlock. Yeah. And you also see three moons in the sky. Yes. For the first time. So what does three moons signal? The ascension. The ascension. Yeah. So Tim lets them in, basically lets them into this room. And what's in the room? Oh, it's just stacks and stacks of videos, tapes. Yeah. Uh, I don't think there's anything more advanced than a VHS. No, if it wasn't modern. Cassette, there was like eight film tracks, reels, yeah, there film was reels, yeah. And there's you see a sort of some dates on them, and that's like 70s, 60s, 50s. Yeah. It's been going on for a long time, yeah. It's quite the archive, and some one starts playing on the screen, it does. And it's basically little clips of the film that we've seen earlier today, it's yeah, stuff that's happened. And the last clip is everyone standing in a circle outside, yeah, live footage, live footage. basically. So they're all, all the re- remainder of the guy people in the camp are all stood in a circle around, yeah. the campfire. Basically. And they suddenly look up into the sky. Aaron kind of freaks out because he wants to be involved in this. Yeah. Now. So he goes running out. But by the time they get there, everybody's gone. Yeah. They've but, all kind of disappeared. Yeah. There's like just a pulpy, clothy mess on the floor where they all stood. Were. It was yeah. a bit like Night of the Comet. Yeah. <laughs> oh, as they went, sorry. It was the same noise that we heard on the hard drive at Chris and yeah. Mike's. So that like murder noise, it was all, all the camp people being ascended yeah basically justin at this point decides that he's staying too he said i'd feel guilty if i left you so i'm gonna stay yeah but then all of a sudden all fucking hell breaks loose it does. this deity or whatever it is that they're worshipping is going batshit crazy really trying not to say smoke monster it, it was a little <laughs> bit like the lost smoke monster i'll give you that but it seemed to be bigger it was a bit more fiery a lot more fire there was flame throw there was flame everywhere yeah, fireballs it's coming, it's coming out of the woods yeah everything was going crazy and the whole place was going up in flame the trees there were trees flying through the air it was insane so, so it was but it was quite again it was done quite uh humorously because just like you said justin says right well i'll feel guilty if i leave you yeah so if you're staying i'm staying then all that kicks off in the distance behind them and aaron just goes fuck this let's go <laughs> let's get out of here so they both leg it back to their car and they, they get in the car and you can see this deity's coming after them. Yep. But they've, got, they've got to try to kind of roll start it. Yeah, because it won't start because the car never starts. Uh, but they get it going and they do manage to escape and you can see... they do. There's an interesting bit because uh, 
they have they swap they're having a silly argument as they're pushing this car it's all all shit's kicking off behind them yeah and and aaron's like you never let me drive i want to drive and it's about justin giving the control some trust to his brother because he's like okay we'll swap sides you drive yeah and you can see them kind of heading towards the border because you can see these two poles marker posts posts that make the border but you can also see them coming the other way yeah at the same time so they look like they're about to crash into themselves yeah and and the 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 surface of the dome is reflecting at them basically you can see it suddenly so they drive straight through it and it kind of cuts at that point as soon as they hit it the ending's really weird on this, and it's that's why I'm struggling with it. They so they kind of drive off. They're out. They're out. They've got they managed out the to get out of this bubble somehow. And you can see the rest of the campers there standing at the entrance. Yeah. And they kind of look at them. And Tim puts his hand on our house shoulders as if to comfort him. Yeah. And then they turn back towards the the camp. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. It's all done. I hesitate to say what do you think because there's so much theorizing you could do. We could do another hour on this if we wanted to. I'm sure. But yeah, sure. What did you think of it overall? What did I think? Are we doing what did I think of it or what do you think happened? Let's do what did you think of it first. Uh, it was, yeah, it was good. It's a good movie. I really liked it. It was definitely a thinker. I mean, you you could not. I mean, that's what I like about this show so much. We we veer so much from <laughs> stuff that you, you know, is designed to be entertainment. You just stick on in the background. Yeah. Absolute brainless fodder like last week. Yeah. And then something like this, which is... It is a real character piece. Yeah. And there's a lot to digest. A lot to digest. You, you know, you, you turn away from this for a few minutes and you're... If I had to rewind yeah, it a couple of times. You lost. I'm like... Because we were making notes. I was like, shit, I've just missed that. I don't know what's going on. I enjoyed it. I, I thought it was funny. It was intriguing. It's a really good film. <laughs> when you do start to unpack it, it's not that complicated. No. It feels more complicated. It's a proper thinker. It feels more oh, that, complicated. Yes, but that's because it... It's asking you to put the pieces together. Yeah, it doesn't give you any explanation. Um, You've got there's no theory that's incorrect in this. It, whatever you think is happening is probably happening. It's it's left to you to make that decision. It was a real, uh, uh, it was a real pleasant surprise. Yeah, I, uh, agree. I, I I enjoyed it. I agree. It was right at my street. It reminded me a lot of films like the, we've watched a few films like this. We've watched films like Triangle, um, Safety Not Guaranteed, Primer, Yeah, Looper. There's yeah. loads of these kind of time travely type of films, and it fits perfectly in with those, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, I always find it a, quite a fascinating sort of genre and subject. Yeah, subjects. I do. I love time Alter, travel. Alternate realities and yeah. time travel stuff and loops it's and certainly that different sort of thing. to anything we've watched before. Um, There's no film that we can compare it to on either stream table. No, I mean, Maybe I that one with the dreamy one in the first season. Yeah, a little bit between the bottom of the world. But that wasn't as clever as this. No, we're near. This, no. This reminded me a lot of two films you mentioned there, so Primer and Safety Not Guaranteed. Yeah. This was definitely of that sort of ilk. Yeah, kind of in the middle of them, really, because it's it wasn't as light-hearted as Safety Not Guaranteed. It wasn't, and it wasn't as fucking mental as Primer. <laughs> if you've not seen Primer, that is dense. That is so difficult to watch. It's great, but dense. Really great. You could watch that. I reckon you could watch that film fifty times and still not know what was going on. <laughs> it's it's insane go out if you've enjoyed watching this which i'm sure you have go out and watch primer go out and watch safety not guaranteed go out and watch triangle looper it's probably the most mainstream one of them i i have to say i was really impressed with the performances in this as well considering they're not really actors yeah yeah i agree Pati- particularly justin yeah i thought he was excellent yeah he was he played his like brooding older brother yeah. role really well i i was i was really invested in his character hmm. um, i definitely was like yeah, you, you, fact the amount of danger he was clearly putting himself in, yeah, just to sort of appease 
and prove something to his little brother. Yeah. I I, just, I thought he was excellent. And yeah, the guy who played Hal was very good as well. Yeah, he was. He was really weird and creepy, yeah. wasn't he? What Go did on, you then. think? I really enjoyed it. I thought, I think it's one of the much, definitely one of the better films we've seen. Yeah. Yeah, it's right on my street. I love these time travel type. I, lo- I haven't stopped thinking about it for 24 hours. Good. I literally all day at work today, yeah. I was like, Oh, I wonder if this this works. And I've I've read more about it than I've read on any of the films we've seen. Oh, it's, trying it's, to get my head around it. It's definitely a hidden gem. Definitely. Yeah. 100%. It's definitely a hidden gem. So I've got a question for you. Yep. What the fuck happened? <laughs> so so basically, uh, my reading of this is, so they were, so the two brothers were rescued by Hal. Yeah. Just inside where, where the crash happened. Yeah. And their mother died in the, in the car they were just inside the loop of the yeah. camp and because they were not at the camp long enough to die so they didn't live through a full loop yeah they were able to escape yeah i'd agree with that they weren't stuck there yeah because i think you have to die in one of the time bubbles to be stuck to be there. stuck there yeah or get stuck in the time bubble at the end of the bubble yeah yeah which would kill you yeah. so yeah so yeah justin rescued them quickly enough they've gone back coincidentally and yeah okay but you've got a so are we thinking that the, the camp's time bubble is 10 years well he says it was 10 years that they've been away yeah so, so it must be, be about a 10-year time loop so they must have gone in they must have been they must have first gone in just after it reset yeah and now they're going back before the end of the the next one yeah 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 that's how i understood it as well and again they were able to escape before they were caught in the reset <laughs> yeah basically that's as simple as it is and they've never been yeah, they've never been stuck in it when it resets, yeah. so they're not affected by it, which is the reason why they were able to move down around between the different yeah. bubbles. But that's were, exactly how I understood yeah. it as well. So, and they were, but basically, they were called back by this being. Yeah, because the he, being he had an unfinished and, business with them. Yeah, the being sends the tape. The being gives them the photos and the other tape and the hard drive. Yeah, to try and game with them to try and get them back. Yeah, and that's why it was annoyed when they got back together because it had split them apart, and it thought. I think it nearly had Aaron. This yeah. is my theory of why they left that time loop 10 years ago. And you know, when he says that he slept with Anna, but he didn't, and he was like, he was a child. Yeah. It nearly had him back and he kind of regressed back those 10 years. Yes. That's how I understood it okay, at that yeah. point. So, cause nobody else had aged, but obviously cause they'd left, they had aged. So that was, that was my theory on why yeah. he said that. There's, there's so much going on here. That, that whole the um, side plot about Jennifer and her husband, Mike. Yeah. So they're stuck in two separate bubbles, so they're never going to see each other again. Yeah. They can't. They can't leave their own loop that they're stuck in. Yeah. There's enough there for a film on its on its own. Yeah, well, there has been. Um, <laughs> no, but yeah, no, you mean yeah, yeah, I'd, yeah. You you could have loads of offshoots of this. I'm sure they will. I, I don't think they'll leave this universe here. They're working on a film together at the minute. Right. Okay. So I don't know if it'll tie in. I don't know. I I would I would, I was I enjoyed this enough that I would definitely. Uh, seek out their other work yeah well and what comes in the future there's yeah. just potential there's some loads of great ideas here the, um, the man and the man stuck in the five second loop that terrified me that was creepy it was so creepy and it's like the thought of that is just horrendous i, I mean because let's let's not be you know the the cgi special effects at the end when the <laughs> the, the thing is chasing them is pretty shonky yeah but, but this is a low this is probably the lowest but, budget well that's what i was gonna say considering how low the budget is that's because that's the biggest scale thing that happens everything else in this is done really well to the budget yeah so especially the like i said the overhead shot with the thing under the water um like when the storage cabins are jumping around and, yeah yeah and i really like shitty carl as well i thought he was funny <laughs> he was really good 
Uh, so it had a good mix to this. Uh, it, you know, like I say, when it was funny, it was funny. It was creepy. It was loopy, timey wimey. That's always <laughs> intriguing to me. So yeah, I agree. It was a real pleasant surprise. There's a little. There is a line right at the end of the film that might put scorn on your theory there or our theory. Because right at the end, when Aaron's let just uh, Justin's let Aaron drive the car, and he says, "There's no fuel in the car. We need to stop and get fuel." And Aaron says, "Oh, it'll be fine. There's never any fuel." Yeah. Does that mean they've lived it all before? Or is that a red herring? Uh, I just took it as the... the, 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 the never got any fuel in it. No, I think it had fuel in it. I just took it as the... The, um, the meter's broken, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, but it could mean that they've lived it before. And I think, the only time I think you're reaching, it. but I think I they think want I, you to reach. Yeah, I think it's a red I, herring. I think it was literally just the, the fuelometer's broken. I do think it's a red herring, but I like the fact that there's foresight to put that sort of thing yeah. in there. Well, every time Aaron drives his car, there's no fuel in it. Because just Aaron it says, oh, it was empty on the way... Yeah, he does. ...way here or something like that. I think it's just literal, but you're right. It's open to interpretation. It's a red herring, and it's it's nice that they thought to put those things like that in there. Yeah, I loved it. Did you come up with a trivia question? Um, Yes, I've got two. Do you want me to go first? No, it's my turn to go first. Is it your turn to go first? You went first last week. Go on then. I think you're... You're looking right into my eyes. It's quite I am, because one of them I think might be yours. Okay. But you did that to me last week. Yeah, you do owe me one of them. And (laughs) the other one I think is a bit harsh, so I'm going to be nice. I haven't. Mine's not easy. I don't think. Oh, okay, but we've not talked about. Uh, so we talked about this camp all the way through. We've not said what it's called. What was the name of the camp? I do know that. Okay, <laughs> it was called Camp Arcadia. It was well done. Yes. What does that put me on the scores? Six, six, seven. Do yeah. you? Mine's a bit more difficult than that. Okay. <laughs> um, midway through this film, Justin's being shown a few magic tricks by a guy. Yeah. One of them's a card trick. Yeah. And he says to Justin, pick a card. Yeah. Justin picks a card. Do you know the card that he picked? It's a red. It was. It's a king. It is. Oh, crap. <laughs> right. 50 50 chance. There's a, there is reasoning behind it as well, which you want to talk about. Is there? Yeah. I didn't pick that up. I didn't either. It's on IMDb's trivia. All oh, right. Okay. <laughs> it is the king of hearts. Well done. It is the king of hearts. Yes. That's how did you know that? Is that a good guess? No, I knew it was a king, and I was I was fifty fifty on it. I was pretty sure it was red, but I've not written that down. That's well done. Yeah, no, I'm, if you've got that, genuinely got that, I'm impressed. Yeah. Um, apparently, the King of Hearts. I didn't know this, but the King of Hearts is known as the Suicide King. Oh, really? Because his sword is shown behind his head. Oh, and nobody else is. Is so nice. Know him as the suicide, and this is a suicide oh, court like as far as Justin's like concerned. Yeah, I like that. Well done. So Excellent. Eight. I've lost track. Eight six. Eight six to you. Yeah. I am on a roll. Four more to go. Yeah. It's going to be close. <laughs> it's going to be close. We're going to have to watch these films religiously next few weeks. <laughs> Should we talk about the stream table? Sure. I presume I'm going to read from the top this week. Yeah. So currently at number one, we've got Hush. Number two is What Keeps You Alive. Number three is The Man Who Killed Hitler and then The Bigfoot. Stop me when I need to stop. Um, Handsome is at number four. The Babysitter's at number five. Yeah, I, was, I mean, it's top top five for me. Yeah, I agree. Top five for me. Ooh, whose turn is it to I talk? I genuinely can't remember who went first last time. Uh, Go on. I'm either putting this third or fourth. I'm pretty pretty with you there. I, I, I'm tempted... Uh, no, it's it's mm, is it? Do you looking at the man who kills Hitler and then the big? Yeah, one? me too. I 
think it's a better film than that. Uh, but I, I yeah, really I, I think film. it probably is. I think it is. It's more inventive. It is more. Um, it takes more risks. It's more. Is it more rewarding? The th- that's the thing I'm struggling with because that film is really good. The the, the man who killed Hitler and the Bigfoot was. It was a real feel so, good film, wasn't it? It was. Yeah, it it really did hit me in the feels. Yeah. But they're both great, so I probably can't really quibble which side we go. I, my my, if you if you're really pushing me, I I, I maybe put it fourth. I'm, but I I'm not. I'm pretty sure of it going into third. I'm I'm debating whether it goes into second, but I don't think it does. Uh not quite for me. It's I'd I'd go I'd I'd. I'd happily put it in third, and it is a really strong top four. If we, oh, that. totally, yeah, like, yeah really totally. Strong. I'd, yeah, I'd, I'd, I see as much to... as I loved the man who killed Hitler and then the Bigfoot. This film's more up my street. This is the sort of film that I. This is the sort of film that when we started the podcast, this is the sort of film I wanted to find. Sure, yeah, something that 100%. makes me think and ponder and theorize because I love doing that sort of thing. Like you said earlier, it's got a lot of what's the word I'm looking for. Lot of similarities to Lost, yeah. And me and when when Lost was on back in the day, me and you that's all we did. So every, all day, every day, we would just sure. text each other about theories about what the hell was going on in Lost. This sort of gave me that same sort of. I really want to think about this film, and I think that's why it's better than that for me. Yeah. Okay. I'm. I'm it's. Have we found the third best film of the series this late on? I'm, I know. Late I'm impressed. Entry. Yeah. Let's let's put it there. Third. Happy. Happy with that. That's a good little find. Well done, Randomizer. Yeah. Right. Came up trumps. Very quickly, because we're very well aware that we've gone really long in this episode. We're not using the Randomizer this week. What? We're not using the Randomizer this week. We have another Patreon. His name is Ross. And he has picked our next film, because he joined the Patreon at the $10 tier. Yes. And that gives him a wild card. Oh. Wild card. Late wild card. So, yep. He well, he had to play it because we're running out of time to play. It. <laughs> so I made him play it. He has picked a film. He uh, obviously he has access to the long list, yep. as we know, and he has picked a film from the long list that he put on the long list himself. Okay. <laughs> so he's very confident in this one, I believe. He has picked a film called Animal World. Oh, right. <laughs> Have you ever heard of Animal World? Not at all. Right. I'm going to read you the synopsis. I'm then going to read you what Ross says about it. Okay. Then I'm going to show you the trailer. Great. So I must admit, I have seen the trailer because I couldn't resist. It says, a man finds himself in debt. A man finds himself deep in debt and is coerced to board a ship that hosts a risky gambling party. Okay. Okay. Do you want to know who's in this film? Yes, please. Michael Douglas. Oh, excellent. <laughs> um, I think it's Japanese. I might be wrong by that. It's definitely Ori Eastern. What do they call it? Asian. Them? Asian. That's it. Not Eastern. It's not, it shows it's not Korean. We're not getting on there. I don't think it's Korean. I think it's, crazy, Japan, I think it's crazy Japanese. Okay. Um, but I'll stand corrected next week if I'm wrong. Let me just find what Ross said about it. He's put, I play, I asked him to play his wild card. He put, I play Animal World. My reasons are, it's one of the most batshit crazy films I've ever seen. Okay, great. Stealing my catchphrases. <laughs> and the maths in it reminded me of The Cube. Okay. Throwback. Yeah. I really look forward to hearing you guys tackling it. So in summary, action, romance... Batshit crazy, clowns, monsters, batshit crazy, maths, rock, paper, scissors. Oh, I love a good. My, you know, my kids love playing rocks, paper, scissors. Do they? Yeah. 
I'm the king of that. I'll beat them at that. Uh, we'll have a game next week. Right, we'll do that. We'll <laughs> next do it on week. Next, next week's episode. We'll have a... I don't know how, how it works in audio, but we'll, well, we'll we have do to, it. We have to speak it. <laughs> we'll do it. So, yeah, that's that was Russ's uh, synopsis of it. Action, romance, batshit crazy. Clowns, monsters, batshit crazy. Maths, rock, paper, scissors. Great. I'm excited for this one. i tell you so. what we'll do. We're not having trivia next week. We're having a game of rock, paper, scissors. Winner gets a point. Oh, okay. I'm up for that. I've got a chance with that. Yeah. <laughs> Do you want to watch the trailer for Animal World? I do. I prefer to think of this as a life-changing opportunity. The countdown begins now. I'm in. I'm all in. <laughs> wow, is all I'm saying about that. Wow. I'm excited for that one. It's going to be an interesting episode. Yeah. Um, Can't wait. Another foreign language one by the looks of it, so it's going to be fun making notes again. And it looks like it's going to be fucking crazy to well, make notes. Well, anyway. we did a uh, foreign language film last fit in our first season, and it did very well. So it did, indeed. Let's see. Cool. So we'll be back next week to talk about Animal World. Cheers. Bye.